What's up, everybody? It's Mark Jones, President, Senior Loan Officer for I Think Mortgage here in San Antonio. Um, now with the ability to do loans in 22 plus states. Um, so I wanted to give you guys an update that it's been way too long, in my opinion, that we've had one. Um, and I think the best way to do that is to bring on some of my expert loan officers so that we can, uh, I don't know, hash it out, talk about some good stuff, give some people some nuggets and uh, maybe something that they can take home and think about and maybe act upon later. So I want to introduce my two expert loan officers, Javier Villarreal Hello. and Nicole Kelly. <laughs> Hello. <Aguera> Kelly. <laughs> yes, something yes, she like is. that. Yes. yes, she is. Um, guys, gals, what what are you guys what, what's going on? How is mortgage? How is real estate? What are you guys hearing out there in the market? So, I mean, do you want to go first, Nicole? It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's doing good. I think uh the thing that I've been reading a lot is that we're starting to see um some positive uh trends in the market, both in you know, um, mortgage rates, uh, the U.S. Treasury, um, and uh, we're we should see that reflect in the um, housing market as well, probably within the next month or so. Definitely into the to the new year, I think as as well for sure. So when you say mortgage rates going down, what where are we at? I mean, what what are you seeing? And obviously, in my opinion, folks out there are not buying because of the payment has nothing to do with the price, right? Because as we know, us experts, the payment is not always reflectant of the home price. It's mm -hmm. more so the interest rate, taxes, insurance, things of that nature that mm -hmm. go along. So with rates in the sevens, eights, like they were a month ago, mm -hmm. were what, maybe low sevens, high sixes? High sixes, yeah, right? definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and so- the biggest factor that is going to dictate, you know, uh, mortgage rates is, is going to be, you know, the strength of the economy right now that's being affected mainly by, you know, the rates of inflation. Um, and inflation is controlled, you know, by, by the Fed, um, through, you know, the Fed rate, uh, fund, federal fund rates hikes that they're doing. Um, and so far this year, we've seen seven consecutive, uh, aggressive, uh, 75 basis point hikes. Um, most recently, um, the, uh, chairman of the Fed said that he is thinking about doing a 50 point, uh, basis points. Right, right. Um, and the reason for that is because they're seeing a positive trend, uh, on the effects of inflation. Now, inflation, you need to understand, happens when there's just too much money in the economy chasing too little goods. Too right? few goods. Too yeah. few goods. Correct. Um, so when you have an excess of money, you know, um, corporations, whatever, people that have sell uh, things to sell like um, services or goods will inevitably increase the price until, you know, it gets to a insane level. Well, with the amount of money that was put in in 2020, right, to stimulate the economy, um, it just inevitably got us to this point. And with these uh, hikes, we're starting to see a small decrease in the amount of money. It has been increasing drastically since 2020. And it's looking like in 2023, for the first time in, I believe, 70 years, we're going to see a decrease in the amount of money in the economy by right. like 0.3%. Right. And to give you like an example, uh, in 2020, um, the amount of money in the economy increased by 25%, which it's never done. Yeah. Um, 
So that is giving uh, the Fed, you know, some hope. And they think, okay, it's working. What we're doing is working. And we can kind of slow down a little bit on the aggressive uh, tactics that we're doing to lower inflation. Now, this is just the beginning. So we'll see how it pans out. But um, with that, with that being said, we should see a lower in, in a lower a decrease in the interest rates, maybe fives next year. And obviously, when you have lower interest rates, we should see more activity come back into the housing market. And I think, Nicole, you gave me some interesting stats about what we've seen um, in the housing market. Yeah. So middle of 2021, homes were actually selling for like 102% over what the listing price was. Sure. So agents would value your home, say, I think this is a fair price. Mm -hmm. And then they would say, Mark, Javier, let's put an offer on. And I'm listed for $300,000. I don't know. But then Maybe it sells for 2% over. Right. Well, now what we're seeing is actually homes are selling for about 99% of the listing price, mm -hmm. which says that it's shifting. Sellers want to sell and buyers want to buy. So they're ki kind of coming to a happy medium. So right. we're not buying over what the value is. We're buying at or just right below the value. So that's really cool because now we're not feeling like hey, it's a bad time to buy because what is a bad time to buy? That's a great point. I mean, when really is a bad time to buy? Because you've got folks that, let's say, got caught in the nature of what was occurring, the frenzy, mm -hmm. uh, the, the scarcity of properties that were actually on the market listed and having to overpay, which that has to be made up in time or with equity paying mm -hmm. it down, but you've got a situation to where now they're able to get discounted home, so to speak, mm -hmm. but at a higher payment. Mm -hmm. And that being the case, there's a lot of folks talking about marry the marry the home, date the rate, mm -hmm. things of that nature, which totally uh, I side with that, but I think it's a little bit bigger uh, than that. Mm -hmm. Right. In the sense that, People need to realize that if you are someone on the fence renting, period, like mm -hmm. if you are paying rent, you're not only paying 100% interest, but you're also helping whatever landlord pay their mortgage as well. And yep. then some. And then some. That's Be exactly right. Because that landlord is not going to just want to make sure that their mortgage payment is paid for. If they mm -hmm. bought the home back in 2010 mm -hmm. and you're paying 1800 bucks for that thing, I guarantee you their mortgage is probably like 1100 bucks. That's right. That's right. And so you, I mean, $1,800 to the big guy, or do you want to pay maybe 2100 bucks to yourself? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when times get hard, I mean, my husband is, I mean, he bought his first home for $80,000. Was it his dream home? Absolutely not. No. But it got us to where we are now. And if it wasn't for him taking that first step mm -hmm. and he was so scared, he didn't know what he was doing. Right. But he did. And now we are where we are. And we know that heaven forbid, should we ever need to cash out? We're sitting on a chunk of equity. Correct. We're going to be fine. And there's a lot of folks out there that buy into what media has depicted as the right time to buy or a good time to buy when they should just look at their personal situation mm -hmm. and... I think it is, I don't know, maybe it is social media and things of that nature, TV, that have put us in this category of, I have to have X, mm -hmm. a certain home, a certain mm -hmm. price-ranged home, 
Well, in this market, we've got higher rates. So that same priced home, you either compromise to pay more for it for the time being, or you get some act right and Mm -hmm. put yourself in a position that you're just paying equity towards something. Because honestly, if, if, if you look at the big picture of this, most people pay just interest or mostly interest for the first, let's say, five years anyway. <laughs> Anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I've been talking to a lot of investors, and they really could care less about the interest rate. It's more so what is it going to yield them yep. um, when they're renting the properties out, because mm-hmm. as long as they have that asset, they can then continue to make money moves. Right, right. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. And I've been wanting to address that statement for yeah. a lot, that that saying, you know, what is, what is it? Marry the house, date the rate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that statement is like super nuanced, right? right? There's a lot of context behind what that statement means. And I see a lot of like financial gurus on social media, like TikTok, kind of like bash people for that statement. And it's like, well, if you reduce that statement to literally just the words, then yeah, of course it sounds dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the message truly is trying to say is what you were saying. If you can comfortably afford to purchase a home, you should always do it because you're going to be building towards something. Right. And I know a lot of, uh, you know, educated financial bros might be able to say like, well, you know, there's always like a, a right time and a wrong time. And the only time that that's true is if you had like 100% accurate vision into the future. Right. If you had 100% accurate vision to the future, then you could say, yeah, this is a right time or this is a wrong time because you can make the best financial educated guess. You could look at all the charts. You can look at all of the graphs. You can look at the stock and all this stuff. You can even have insider trading, but you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. No. An asteroid could hit. You know what I mean? And so that's the only time that you'd be 100% in saying. So given that, given that tomorrow's not you know promised, if you can come again comfortably afford to purchase a home within your means, then you should always do it. You, you know, it's a safe uh, investment right next to the uh, the U.S. bonds. <laughs> yeah, well, you're um, not you're not wrong. But there. but yeah, that that's definitely true. And so, um, yeah, whenever I hear that, I think people always should should put that disclaimer: is if you can comfortably afford it. And sure. and when you say see into the future, I'll go a step further. Mm-hmm. If you are someone out there that is currently renting and know you're going to need to relocate out of the state, I totally understand. But mm-hmm. then at a certain point, why not start building your empire now? Mm-hmm. If you can comfortably, like you said, um, or make sacrifices to right. purchase a home, become a homeowner. So therefore you have equity that is building year over year in addition to the year over year increases in property values. I would imagine that that's a pretty good spot to be in for the future if you make or take the action now, right? Right, right, right. And I think another thing that needs to be talked about a lot when, you know, we talk about uh, if it's right or not to purchase, you also need to look at your local market because yeah. your local market is going to be a lot different than other states. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think Texas I saw is still up 14% in its annual medium home price in comparison to, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not going to be the case everywhere else. So you definitely look need to look into your local market as well. Cause I mean, like if you're just going to reduce that statement to, 
you know, to what the literal words is, then yeah, it's going to sound reductive. But you need to take a look at all of the context and nuance, um, you know, behind your situation personally. Mm -hmm. I think to add to that, I think it's very important that first time homebuyers don't have analysis paralysis. Yeah. Because that happens so much. And I'm I'm guilty of it myself. But, you know, a lot of people come to me and they're like, you know, Nicole, I don't think I'm going to be able to qualify. I make 65000 a year and I have, you know, a $30,000 car loan and student loans. I'm like, okay, slow it down. Don't try and tell convince yourself you can't afford to buy. That's mm -hmm. not how we're going to start this narrative. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a step back. We're going to start from the beginning get me everything. Let's take a look and see what you can't afford right. because it's not a no. It's a maybe not right now, or maybe it's not what you want, but why don't we get you into something that's going to help push you to get something else in two years. Right. And put you in the position to be able to do so. So that being said, what are you guys hearing from your current customers? And then we'll talk about what you're hearing from realtors so that we can maybe set it straight or maybe confirm what their beliefs are. I mean, from what I've seen personally, um, from both, like how Nicole says, I deal mainly with first-time home buyers, mm -hmm. um, and the main thing that I have heard from them be concerned about is interest rates. Right um, now, given you know the recent amount of data, I've been able to you know pacify some of those concerns, and of course, you know when I do the Zoom calls and show them, they'll they're seeing that it's not as bad as it was made out to be. Mm -hmm. So that has been the main concern: uh, interest rates, as far as you know, my customers, uh, realtors. I guess it has also been um, interest rates. Um, that's obviously that's always going to be a main topic of conversation. Um, but, uh, you know, given, you know, the change that we've seen since November 10th, we were at, you know, I tell people I was quoting people at 8% at one point, like mm -hmm. last month, and mm -hmm. now we're in the sixes. So things are starting to get better. Um, and so I think that should be the main takeaway. Um, but, you know, given the slight increase in amount of days that a house is sitting on the market, I have also seen that benefit my buyers, um, you know, in I, I getting seller credits. I don't think it's slight. I think it's quite a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because sellers want to sell. Mm -hmm, so they're right. like, okay, how can we make this deal work? How can I get my sellers to get a net profit here? Right. Like, and this, what you're talking me. about, should be uh, geared towards realtors, yes, listing agents and buyers agents. Go ahead. Yes. So, um, you know, I have an agent. She is relentless. We have a buyer who is in a challenging, challenging uh, approved price point. And, you know, at this point in time, she is making the calls. Mm -hmm. She is saying, hey, you know, this is listed for X. How much can we offer on it? I'm yeah. like, OK, well, you know, we got to offer 20 grand under, but it's a bite. It's a right, bite. Right. And we're a contender. Right. And sometimes mm -hmm. what it comes down to is one or two thousand dollars in seller concessions mm -hmm. or yep. a quicker close date or whatever the case may be. But I mean, sellers are not turning a blind eye to offers that are a little bit lower. Correct. Because um, I believe that they listed their home for a reason. I mm -hmm. don't think that there's anybody listing their home right now to try and just capitalize on increased prices. Mm -mm. Now, what I have not seen a lot of is let's call it property value crash. Um, oh my gosh. There's a lot of folks that are talking about mm -hmm. this crash, but fortunately for us, we live in Texas. Right. Um, for those in California, uh, Washington, um, you've got places to where they are, they're losing their butts on their property values. Yep. But one thing I have to say about that is that's historical. 
If you look at those states in particular, they're always on a up, down, up, down, mm-hmm. whereas we have been on a steady up tick. Mm-hmm. If we happen to stay stag for a year, that's still a good thing because yep. our year to year growth is always in that four to six percent range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's good money yep. any which way you look at it. And I have to ask, what is your money doing for you in the bank lately? Right. Absolutely nothing. Nothing, you know? <laughs> like nothing. I mean, savings, interest rates are pennies. Right. Pennies on the thousands. I mean, I, I would like to see, uh, JC, if you can pull up uh, just any like Google article, uh, just type in Google to see um, how much, let's go, property values decreasing nationally. Let's just pull up some kind of article and let's look at the most recent article of that. I think they've only gone down, I think, like 0.1%. Who knows? That's a, na- that's a national thing. I can and tell you. Can't, you. you can't say, oh, they have gone down. Well, location, location, yeah. location. Yeah. Where have they gone down? Right. So let's look at this. Housing market predicted for prediction for 2023. Uh, scroll it down. Let's see here. What does it say? Surging mortgage rates have put some much needed pressure on the hot housing market in recent months after home prices hit record highs across the nation. But as mortgage rates have begun to decline in recent weeks, many economic economists are mixed about whether home prices will continue their slow decline through the 2023 or crash. Um, So let's scroll. Is there is this just an ad? No, so you can go, go past rates, that. Rates, 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 because everybody's just trying. You know what? While we have that on the screen, go back to that. Go back to that. Because there's a lot of home buyers that end up looking at this thing right here that you see with all these rates oh. in the 5%. Wow. Look at that with a 740 right? score and 20% down. That is what we call <laughs> bait and switch, you guys. Mm-hmm. That, when you look at it, you got to click into it. You've got to look at the... Rate assumptions, you've got to see how many points are being charged, how much an origination is being charged, and if it's even on a 30-year or a 15-year. Because sometimes, if you scroll up just a tad, JC, I want to see if 20% down on a 30-year, 5-year arm purchase, uh, and then it shows the points there. Mm, I don't know if that is an accurate 30-year term. Um, actually, I just locked somebody in at very similar rates because yeah. par was 6.2. Uh, okay, good deal. Five. Well, that's good this stuff. scenario. So as you can see, everybody, rates are coming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it is because the Fed has, or, yeah, the Fed has decided to, instead of go 75 points, they're going 50 basis points. Now, historically, the Fed is not what dictates mortgage rates. Inflation does. And inflation kind of dictates what... Um, the Fed does in regards to up or down on those rates. So scroll down. I want to continue this article to see what the hell they're talking about here. Um, many housing uh, insiders warn buyers against trying trying to time the market as uh, economy wades through the current period of uncertainty. Uh, deciding to buy now or waiting is going to depend on the individual buyer's motivation and situation. Basically what you were saying a moment ago. Yep. Right. Um, does it say anything about, see, the median existing home sales price? See, and that's a national stat. Can we go to home values? Just, just type in home values in Texas because I want to be very, very specific. Mm-hmm. Home values. 
in Texas. And we just, if people are expecting to see like a positive uptick in November because we saw mortgage rates drop, know that we didn't see the mortgage rates drop till like mid-November. Mm-hmm. So we might not see the full positive effect in November, but more likely in Well, December. I would go as far as to say that the mortgage business is ahead of what the Fed does. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to see a drop, we've probably already seen it. Right. So grab your pen and pencil, write this down. It's time to buy yeah. because we've already done that. You're not going to see when the Fed drops uh, or raises by 50 basis points, uh, another decrease in rates. Right. We are right. typically ahead of what happens there. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Home values in Texas. Yeah. Click that one right there. Let's go to Zillow. Hmm. Who knows what Zillow has to offer? Uh, you got to click it before you. Just kidding. <laughs> Texas home values. We are still up 16%. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Mm-hmm. So all these people talking about a crash for the last year and a half <laughs> yep. are absolutely incorrect. And they're not talking to the people who own property because no, we know we with know. property taxes... <laughs> Once a year, and we look at it, and we're like, dang, okay, cool, but like, dang. I'd go as far as to say that any property owner in San Antonio, at least, experienced the 20% or 10% cap that you can have year over year on your property value increasing. Why? Because they increased past that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Scroll down a little bit, JC. Let's see what that says. All right. Key, uh, Texas key takeaways, typical home values. Um, and then year over year value, it's still up, uh, forecast. Let's see here. So I want to hone in on that chart that you see on the right hand side, as you can see in 2021, there was a large increase, dramatic increase in the property values. Um, if we could, I wonder if we could do one year, just go click the one year where it says max up at the top. Right there, click one year. Now, obviously, that spike is in correlation to inflation. Go ahead and click it when everyone has money. There you go. All right, so this is know. the past year. So what you're telling me is that it com- it continued to increase, and then we're talking a substantial increase until probably July. At July was when it tapered, but that taper. Do you see it going backwards? Mm-mm. Do you see it going flat? No, even it's still increasing. Why? Because the inventory is still low. Yep. Because there's still people that need to buy and more people that need to buy than that are actually selling. Yep. So what is that? Is that econ- economics? Economics, like supply right and demand. Supply and demand. Like it's not just that, but one of the biggest misconceptions that I see about this crash is when people talk about a crash happening, especially in Texas or in just in general, they always like to akin it to the um, housing market crash in 2008. And and the only time, and I actually did some research on this, the only time like the two largest crashes happen in history, which is like the heart, you know, the housing market crash in 2008 and the stark stock market crash in 1929, both were a direct product of unregulated lending. Absolutely. Unregulated lending, right? Yep. So when you have people giving out money to everyone, of course, you're going to experience a crash at some point. But that's not what happened here. This whole time that we've been lending or even when people finance a home, a hundred thousand over asking, whatever it have, whatever have you, those people still qualified Mm -hmm. under regulations. Right. 
every this has all been regulated the whole time. Would can we expect to see like maybe a, a little decrease from the market correcting itself from like you know inflation? Maybe sure, yeah, but we're not going to see a crash that happened you know back in two thousand eight because this whole time it's all been regulated. People right. were still approved, you know, under the regulations that we've had since then. Actually, that were a product of then, right? Um, so that's one thing to think about. So whenever you hear oh it's going to crash, it's going to crash. Well, what do you mean by crash? Because if you're talking about a crash as a result of unregulated unregulated lending, that's not the case mm-hmm. here, and you're not going to see that. And then also too, I mean, during the pandemic, a lot of people took forbearance, yeah. so the. I mean, the investors got smart. They know they're saying, hey, you don't want to pay. That's fine. Let's give you 12 months and then talk about it. So now they have a silent second on your home. So they're still going to collect. They're Correct. not hurting. Yeah. They know if you want to vacate that home, you're not going to miss out on that $74,000 you didn't pay for two years. And it worked. But, yes. Because look, we're still standing. Correct. We learned and we're getting better. And you know, nowadays it's not as easy to get a mortgage because right. we're making sure that we're doing our part and we're not overextending or overlending or putting people in a financial hardship. Absolutely. So that is completely taken off the table. Absolutely. We're making sure that, you know, this is risk-based. Like, are you, are you solid? Are you making the money? We're not going to give you a $400,000 mortgage when you're making $12 an hour. Right. Right. On top of that, relative. I think even we saw like DU, like the under uh, automated underwriting, like tighten up there. Correct. Yeah, because I I know I saw it in my on the conventional one. side. I, yeah, absolutely. on the conventional side. I so see for it those all people over. that want, that are thinking like, oh, you know, it's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, as a lender who ran loans, there they got tighter. The you know the criteria got tightened up. So you know. So the last thing that I want to touch on um, before we uh, jump off the air is. I can imagine a lot of folks out there are waiting for the foreclosures to come. Um, Why? Because they see media coming up with foreclosure rate Mm -hmm. increased by Mm 3,000%. What do you guys have to say about that? I mean, what is your logic? And what would you recommend to someone that is talking about this? Nicole? So 3,000% up from what? Exactly. Because like we just said, I mean, for the past two years, people have been able to take a a sabbatical from paying their mortgage. So they're not going in foreclosure. To go in foreclosure, it's going to take a lot to get into foreclosure. So if we went from zero foreclosures or a couple hundred thousand foreclosures, which isn't too much, to now we're seeing 3,000%, okay, 3,000 up from nothing. So also, do you really want to go into that? Because if we think about it, people who... And maybe this is getting too personal, but like people who foreclose on their home, they're upset. So what is the condition of that home that you're buying? That's very true. You know, they're they're that's losing their home. They've lost everything and now they've lost their home. So how do you know that that's the best fit for you right? and your family? Well, I mean, it, it, you raise a, a couple of good points there. And regardless of whether it's a foreclosure or not, you're still going to have the same rates that everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the chances are you're going to be going into that with needing to spend a little money to get it to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got the home at $20,000 off. What is the true value? Well, it needs to have new floors put in. It needs to put this in. If you don't have that money, stop going down that mm-hmm. pipe dream. And if you're mm-hmm. also going down that and you still need financing, guess what? If you have a stove that doesn't work and no heating unit... You're not going to get a home. Yeah, you're you have having to go hard money, yeah. cash. You're going to be have to be pretty liquid, which is not always what we're seeing in this market. A lot of my buyers are we're we're making deals work, but they're not twenty percent down 
you know, we're first time home buyers. Mm-hmm. Maybe second time home buyers, they have 20% down. But for your first home, do you really want to get a foreclosure? Right. Have you really thought about it or does it just sound really pretty? I think it sounds really pretty. It sounds really pretty. I'm just going to take the words and put them right in the mouths of everybody else. And then $20,000 under at the end of the day. I mean. What is it worth to you? Truly. Do you have $20,000 to go and put back into it? Who knows? And most of the time, because we are in San Antonio, the answer is no. Yeah. (laughs) And I think they're expecting like a huge influx of foreclosures, which what I just touched on, you know, we lend with the assumption that we're doing everything in our power to make sure that they don't go under foreclosure. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to see a huge influx of that. Um, You know, in addition to that, there's in the last two years, there's been more money in the economy than there's ever been. Right. It was like a 25% increase, like I mentioned, which we still saw an increase from 2020 to 2021, uh, 2021 to 2022. 2022 going into 2023, we're seeing like a 0.3% increase in mm-hmm. the amount of money, which is the first time that it's, it's ever been a decrease. Right. But that does not negate the last two years of massive influxes of money in there. Yeah. Um, so, and we're seeing, um, I think it was the business report uh, for jobs. There's still being a large number of jobs being created mm-hmm. um so i don't see that they're going to see like this huge surplus of um foreclosures that they're not going to have to you know uh compete for is i don't think that's that's the way texas yeah. is not hurting yeah no well i mean do you guys have anything else you want to add to this before I close it out things are getting better <laughs> <laughs> um talk to an expert because self-diagnosis is the most crippling thing and we're not going to get very far you know if we just try to google things ourselves like we have to break it down we have to digest it and you know we're in the business to help people Mm -hmm. not just make money but to help people for the long run Mm -hmm. so we will never put you in a hard position if you can qualify for a home okay great let's talk about your options let's talk about long-term plans but don't try and create your own i mean you can't lend to yourself anyways right so just you want to explore it talk with an expert yeah that's Mm -hmm. it Sit Educate. down and talk to an expert. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best advice anybody can take. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, Nicole X, thank you so, so much for uh, giving your insight to this. And it just shows how much of an expert you are because you can't just get on here and start spewing stuff that people can't go and mm-hmm. Google to check you and make sure that what you're saying is accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, you're using your resources. You're using your tools that are given to us to be able to provide to our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, For the folks out there that are tuning in and watching this short, quick update on the market and real estate and what's going on, please make sure to like and share this because you never know who's going to need it. Mm -hmm. Um, Our promise to you is that we will do this at least once a week to give you some kind of insight as to what's going on in the market. Um, We will continue to stay local um, unless you guys have questions or want to see some stats on different uh, areas. And we will do our homework. So make sure to put the comments in there. Um, we want some feedback on how we're doing. And uh, we really appreciate appreciate you guys uh, continuing to support what we have going on here. Um, because we hope that whenever you think anything home finance related. You think of mortgage. I think you, mortgage. I think more, you think of I think mortgage. Exactly. <laughs> we think mortgage. I, I felt it coming. Out of the you can go to wethinkmortgage.com or ithinkmortgage.com. Mm-hmm. Either way, you'll find us. Right. Um, but thank you so much for uh, jumping in and doing this, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us, Mark. Thank and you. And for those, thank you so much. We'll catch you on the next one.